Some people would say a successful habit is being able to go to the grocery store every day and find the best deals. And maybe that's a habit. Maybe it's just how I grocery shop. But welcome back to Off the Top Podcast. Remarkable how much I could relate to that. What's up, Julian? I'm doing good, man. It's a, it's a good podcast coming up today. I think it'll help people break some habits or create successful habits as we'll be diving into the realm of what um, a quote-unquote successful habit may look like or maybe the steps it will take to get to that successful habit you want to have. Exactly. And I think that this is something where anybody can take something from, even if you consider a successful habit, washing your hands after you take a dump or... <laughs> executing a full 360 backflip after you see your crush. Everything is a habit and it basically will change your life in some remarkable ways. And habits break down into three steps that psychologists and people who have been studying how to create a habit have found. And that breaks into having a cue. So what essentially triggers the habit and then the routine of the habit and then finally with the reward and a reward typically isn't you know getting paid 20 bucks every time you do something but the reward is how you internally feel about completing this habit that's very well put in. and so that's specifically called the habit loop and so these things will loop over and over again and the more you do them the more ingrained this um, system becomes on your mind where all of a sudden the the cue and the reward almost are triggered at the same time. In some studies, there was a study when it came to, um, they were studying basically monkeys. And so if this monkey hit a button, uh, when a screen turned to like a certain symbol, then it would get blackberry juice. And eventually you saw that the reward happened in the monkey's brain when it was actually got the juice. But after a long time, you would see the reward receptors light up in his brain when the cue actually happened. And so that's how powerful habits are. And the habit loop is something that a lot of people overlook. A lot of people want to figure out just the habit portion and get there. So they want to figure out how do I get, how do I begin running 10 miles a day? Can I do it tomorrow? How am I going to get there? And a lot of people don't figure out, you know, maybe that cue for people who are currently running 10 miles a day is they're doing it right before they go to work to energize themselves and get ready for the day. Maybe that's the cue, waking up and wanting more energy. And then you go about running because a lot of the times habits are going to fail if your thing is just jumping into it whenever you can without understanding, you know, when it's going to happen or why it's happening, because it's not so much of a habit as it becomes more of a random occurrence. There's a lot of good things that you touched on in there, Julian. And so I want to break down a few. I think the one of the most odd and funny things that I made a connection with first off was that you know, if somebody's running or goes running and at the end they feel energized, I think that's almost in a fact of habits are very important because it helps the brain save energy because it's almost like the brain goes into autopilot and um, you doing this thing because it's so ingrained in you, the things in your actions that you do. So almost it's like the cue routine and reward are executed seamlessly in effect of you don't even have to think about it. And another thing that you said as well is kind of the my most favorite part about making 
good habits and also kind of breaking down or changing bad habits is I think it comes down to discipline. And that with having discipline, the first step, I believe, to getting to this disciplined area is identifying the habit you want or the bad habit you want to break because you won't be able to create this successful habit. Say the successful habit is you know, going to the gym every day or the successful habit is writing a poem every day. Um, you have to identify, is that what you want? Because you're not going to be able to create a habit if you don't know what you're doing or if that's your goal. So being able to identify saying, hey, I have some free time. I'd like to be a little bit more creative or I'd like to be in a little bit better shape. So I'd like to go to the gym. I would like to write a poem every day is the first step. And taking that to the next step is, can you commit to it in that same regards? Can you make it to the gym, you know, three days out of the week or one day out of the week? Can you find the time to write the poem of your quality standards as often as you'd like? That's the next big thing in making sure the habit is going to work for you. Very, very good point. And I think that almost can be distilled down into how easy is it to get into the routine, the action part of the habit? So for instance, let's have a hypothetical scenario where I wanted to go to the gym five times a week and the gym happens to be on the other side of London from me. So it's going to take a, you know, a long time to get there, probably an hour, then I have to work out and then go back an hour. That's going to be a lot more daunting than if I have a gym down the road where it's literally a five minute walk and and then work out and then go back five minutes. So I think that the real key to these things too is, you know, habits are hard to break or habits are hard to change in the fact of you can have good habits and those are your best friends in the fact of, you know, that you're reliable and doing a certain action. And also when it comes to bad habits, that's the way too. So you can almost play, you know, manipulate your habits in the fact of you can make routines easier or you can make routines harder to make that you know, change how that habit actually functions. And Jordan touched on something there as well as um, I, I kind of break it down as being understanding what is going, what it will take to start and what is holding you back. So like in Jordan's scenario, going across London, is that some, that's something that's going to take him to start, but it could also be something that's holding him back if, you know, transport isn't good or, you know, it's cold one day and, can't ride a bike or, um, you know, there's a lot of traffic, however that may be, a lot of variables in between may be holding you back. Um, and, you know, getting motivated to go, I don't know how far away that is from Jordan, but say it's 50 minutes every day just to get to the gym. Is that something you're willing to start with? Or is that you think something in the long term that is going to be holding you back? I also think that habits kind of have a domino effect in the fact of, you know, the more you do that habit successfully each day, the more easy it's going to get. So for instance, if it was just I wanted to work out and it's not necessarily I wanted to get to that specific gym, then I would probably say, okay, I really don't feel like, you know, taking the two hours just in transit, just to get to the gym and back and then I still have to work out. Uh, I'm going to, you know, like do some pull ups on this bar in the park, or I'm going to do some like uh, 300 push ups in my room or something like that, where, you know, the habit is still there. But, you know, I didn't do exactly, 
the thing that I set out to do, but I still, you know, successfully kept that habit momentum going. To give kind of, I guess, an example or something out, we'll continue to talk about. Say our habit, Jordan and I want to create, is we want to be experts at Guitar Hero. We want to perfect every single song, um, and we want to be, you know, successful enough to where we get to any party that Guitar Hero is at, even though it's 15 years old, and are rocking it and, you know, just entertaining the party. So the first thing we would do is, you know, making sure, can we do this, right? Can we commit to playing Guitar Hero? Um, twice a week to start or you know can we commit to doing it three days a week first and then once we know that we'll understand okay what may hold us hold us back from doing this is it you know playing a video game every day is it um, schedule and other things is it lack of um, diversity in the song list that's something we decide and figure out you know is this a doable thing where we aren't going to be uh essentially distracted by um another opportunity and just for those of you who are listening and are curious done and done we're also experts at guitar hero (laughs) and then so the next thing that comes into we kind of touch on is how's this going to fit into your schedule is your schedule pretty booked out right now is for jordan and i to play guitar hero in between working and school is there free time or is there something we can cut out to fit this into our schedule so you know is it something that's worth cutting out you know maybe it's an hour of just watching netflix is turned into an hour of playing guitar hero to become experts is it um, you know, that two hours before or the two hours before you have to be at work. So getting up a little bit early to do it, is that applicable for you? It's figuring out how to fit this habit into your schedule so it becomes part of a routine. To stack on what you just said, Julian, to make habits a successful routine, another thing that's very important is consistency and not in consistency of action, but consistency of time when that action is done. So if we were to play Guitar Hero randomly at any sort of time in the day, then that habit will be less strong than if it was at the end of the day, an hour before we go to bed, we play Guitar Hero or at the beginning of the day. And that goes for obviously any habit. And that's what I found personally. The most important things that I want to get done are the things that I will do at the very beginning of the day so that nothing impedes them and nothing can possibly get in their way at the same time. And a great example of that is there's a few huge habits that everyone has and you don't think of because you've been doing it so long at a similar period of time that it just becomes second nature. And to me, that is, you know, going to maybe it's going to school where you're going in the morning, which translates into going to work around the similar time. So that time frame or the, you know, school and work are obviously different, but they've kept those time frames very similar in most cases. So that habit continues to form where you're waking up at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. and getting to work or school by 8 or 9. Um, and you're continuously doing that. The same as brushing your teeth. Either, you know, you brush your teeth right when you wake up or you're brushing your teeth right before bed or both. That's in your habit and you're continuously doing it without thinking about it. What you were saying, Julian, was very important in the fact of when you take these incremental steps and as far as habit or you don't change a habit very much, the habit will maintain and hold basically its rigidity. And the fact of if you think about it, your body's also very good at creating habits for you or helping you create habits. So for instance, there is a hormone called ghrelin in your body 
And what ghrelin does is basically makes you hungry. And it's, well, it's called the hunger hormone. So whenever you have a daily routine of eating at a certain amount of time or a certain time of day, your body will, before that even happens, let's say you eat breakfast at 8 a.m. every single day. Before 8 a.m., your body naturally will start producing ghrelin so that you're hungry at that time. And so that's just a small example of how, you know, habits that happen um, basically, you know, multiple times and repeat themselves have a strong impact of basically keeping you in that routine. That would make a lot more sense why I feel hungry at the same times every day. And with that being said, one of the things I think about too is making you know incremental steps in your routine also to get to the the end goal so you're most people aren't going to be able to walk out the door and run 13 miles um, if you can great for you but most people aren't going to be able to do that so if that's your end goal you're probably going to start with running for 15 minutes a day for a couple weeks and then taking a step to 30 minutes and then 45 minutes and however long it takes you to get to 13 miles. Uh, most habits are going to be a long-term process to get to. Um, studies show, some people call it the 2190 rule, that it takes 21 straight days for something to become a habit at its minimum. So if you're doing everything perfect and your mindset is right, you can make something a habit in 21 days. And then it takes another 90 days minimum to make it become permanent. So that's if everything's right. But for most people, it's not right. So in more, more studies, it shows that it takes 66 days to form a habit, followed by another couple of months to make it permanent. So being able to understand the time frame in which this habit is going to take to form gives you a better idea of how you should be taking these incremental steps as it's not going to happen overnight when you wake up. Very strong point in the aspect of, I think what you can distill from what you just said, Julian, is one, habits take a long time to form and true habits. And the way that you form them isn't going to be like you mentioned, jumping into the one hour of running every day. It's going to be you know, 15 minutes or even less, what you just need to do is keep on adding or stacking successful habit days. And the fact of even though it wasn't an hour, if you just said, I'm going to run and the goal is to get to an hour eventually down the road in one sitting and you just do five minutes, then that's still you executing on your habit. And then eventually it'll grow. And another thing that I want to be, um, uh, I'd want to implore our listeners to think about too, is that you shouldn't ever be too concerned about the streak of your habit because uh, as everyone isn't perfect, that means that sometimes we don't execute on habits or you might be traveling and so you can't really get to the gym or you might X, Y, or Z. So the thing is too, is that once, let's say you break the streak of your habit, don't feel like it's the end of the world because one time isn't going to be enough to really knock off a very in-rooted habit. So just hop back on the horse and don't feel like, oh, shoot, I missed my day. And so I restart after I stacked up 130 days of successful, you know, successfully doing that habit. That's not a big deal. Just hop back on the horse. Yeah. And what Jordan, I think, is alluding to is also having failure steps. 
So having steps that are there for when you can't complete the habit or if you fail. So in some situations, a failure set for someone may be, I'm never going to miss this routine more than three days in a row. Or, you know, if I do fail, I'm going to add um, an extra five minutes. Or if I do fail, you know, the steps to get back in the right lane is, you know, maybe I just think about it for the day about how I'd go about accomplishing it. If it's um, something you you can think about that way, it's still on top of your mind. So if you are traveling and you miss that day or something comes up and you miss that the one hour to play Guitar Hero, you're thinking about, you know, I'd typically be playing Guitar Hero at this time. Um, that's something that's in my habit or, you know, I'm not going to miss it you know, again tomorrow. So that way you're still staying consistent um, and thinking about it. And it's still kind of in that routine for your mental state to think about. And in the fact of, you know, when you actually, if you think about it, if you don't do a habit that you've been working on, it's almost a habit in itself where you get this cue of, oh, shoot, I didn't work out today. You have the routine of feeling like, oh, man, like I'm not feeling that well or like, you know, you just don't work out. And then the reward is feeling bad about yourself by because you didn't do that habit. And I just want to just step backwards and talk about discipline, which I mentioned earlier in the podcast. And it's because I think discipline is the backbone of uh, a lot of things and habits, of course, is under that umbrella. And one thing that Jocko Willink always says is that habits or no discipline is basically, you know, the creativity force. And I know I'm not saying it exactly how he says it, but it's an essence of pretty much when you have discipline, when you take the discipline to do something, then eventually that discipline creates in itself creativity and the fact of you have to take discipline to learn, you know, you're eventually go through school and go, you know, from elementary school to high school, it takes discipline and it's not that fun. But once you get the tools of look how creative I can do things or look what I can do in art class, look what I can do with math. That's when you truly are the most creative and it stems from discipline. The, the discipline helps creativity and the fact of um, since your habit is so locked in and you know there's no wasted time there, it gives you other avenues of you know free time throughout your day that you may not normally have. So if you're waking up um, at in Jocko's case at you know three or four a.m. every day and working out, um, that gives you the discipline of those those at that hour, those two hours of working out is strictly working out. And that frees up time around throughout the day where you aren't thinking about working out or potentially going to working out. Now that time can be allocated to other resources and help your day grow or your week or your mindset thrive and continue to um, work on other aspects instead of thinking about variables of when or when or when you may not go work out. Very well put. And so, Julian, just out of curiosity, do you have any habit forming apps or habit forming things that help you throughout, you know, throughout a long process of cultivating or maintaining a habit? I wouldn't say I have any physical materials or apps that I use for creating the habits I have. One of the big proponents I enjoy is combining the habit with something. And that makes it a lot easier. So right now, one of my, my big habit is I, I go to the gym six days a week. So I combine that with going directly after work. 
And that starts by me packing a bag with my workout equipment and putting in my car before I go to work. So that way I know I don't have to stop home. I can go straight to the gym, cut out everything in between and be at the gym for one hour. And that allows it. It's easy because it's like there's my cue, right? Work ends. I go to the gym. That's the cue. And then the routine is being at the gym. And the reward is feeling healthy, living a healthy lifestyle and having lower health risk. Perfectly well said, Julian. And one thing that I want to mention that you didn't talk about necessarily, I mean, you did mention it. And I think it's a big point that listeners should take away is that, you know, when you pack your bag, what that essentially is doing is making your routine easier. You don't have to go out of your way to go to the gym. So it's a lot more convenient to basically just, you know, straight from work, go to the gym. And the fact of that's keeping your habit as, you know, strong as it possibly can be in the fact of there's no more extra, there's no extra movement or minutia that would make it harder to go to the gym right after work than what it is now. And that's why I just combine it with something is that it make it a lot easier for a lot of people. So whether it is you decide to read 30 minutes before dinner, you write after you begin writing your poems or writing right after you're brushing your teeth. That way the cue kind of comes with a natural habit and then you build upon that habit. Um, so Jordan, what are some of the things you do to have fostered the habits you have or go about continuing certain routines in your life? Good question. So one thing that I do is I mentioned it in a previous podcast, I think with Michael Dugan about motivation is that I have a app called Todoist and what Todoist is, is basically it's kind of is really self-explanatory. If you think about the name, it basically gives you lists of to-do lists during the day or during specific times that it can be reoccurring. So that's one thing that I do and it's a notification on my phone. So it's hard to miss when you use your phone throughout the day. Another thing is, I mean, I like to, like you said, kind of compound actions into other actions so that it's almost a chain reaction of habit. You know, like you said, you have a habit of going to work. I mean, as silly as that sounds, that is a habit. And then that habit stems off of, or, you know, working out stems off of that habit. So things like that I also like to do. And then obviously just read and educate myself about basically, um, you know, the ideas of forming habits. Uh, there's a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, Duhigg. And that's obviously a very good one. Or there's apps that are kind of like games, if you're into that, where it, uh, there's one called Habitica. And I don't use it personally, but I've heard about it and I found it interesting. It's almost like a... Um, it's almost like a video game, but in the aspect of the way you gain XP is you do habits and you have daily tasks that you, you know, mark down that you need to do. Or there's also like, like a covenant or negative tasks where, you know, let's say that you don't want to smoke a cigarette, but you end up doing it. And so marketing it down on the game that basically, you know, gives you a disadvantage, it'll lower your health and things of that nature. So there's tons of utilities and assets that you can use. Um, I think it is also just working them into your lifestyle as well. And one thing I used to do when I was trying to break bad habits, I know we're talking about creating successful habits, which is a different philosophy than breaking bad habits. But one of the things you could, I guess, incorporate in both that I used to do was 
Um, in an instance where I felt like I was cussing too often, I would take, you know, two, two rubber bands, two like thicker rubber bands and put them on my wrist. So like wrist size rubber bands. And anytime I'd find myself cussing or thinking about cussing, essentially that I would snap my wrist with the rubber band, not like super painful, but just enough to think about it so that every time I cussed, I knew the the reward was injuring myself. I don't know if that's the reward, but the the punishment was, you know, injuring myself essentially, um, not in like a super weird way, just like enough to think about it. So that way, every time I did this thing, I was cognizant of what was happening. And it's the same for a successful habit. That's what the reward comes for is every time, you know, you think about it or maybe you're transitioning from a bad habit to a successful habit. You could you know this theory. You could every time you do this bad habit, you could have to do 10 push-ups wherever you are, or, you know, you'd have to, if you're really uncomfortable, you'd have to compliment someone's outfit or, you know, what something's doing that day that makes you go out of the way to think about it so that, you know, once you get in the routine, you don't have to do it any longer. You know, I totally thought you were just a total masochist when I saw you snapping rubber bands on your your wrists randomly. But I'm glad I have a little bit more color on that. Uh, Another thing, too, that helps, you know, breaking bad habits is I don't even think, you know, if it's an ingrained bad habit enough, I think, you know, making the routine harder, like we mentioned, but also habits are hard. Habits are hard to break once they're really ingrained. So another thing that you can do is also changing the habit. And that means like, let's say that you like to, you know, uh, do chewing tobacco and dip Uh, instead of that, basically, what are the rewards? You got to think about that. Is it like, you know, hanging out with your friends, going outside, things of that nature instead of dipping, then what you would want to do is, you know, take a walk. And that would give you, obviously not the nicotine high, but it would give you that sense of society, hanging out with your friends and being outside. Um, You know, guys, I really appreciate all the good vibes that we're getting as far as listeners reaching out to us. Um, You know, our podcast is gaining traction. I'm, you know, really, really happy where it's at. So I want to thank you guys. Yeah, thank you for the recent uh, Apple podcast ratings and comments. Shout out to the dude who, you know, said he was learning stuff from us, which is um, a lot cooler than I expected seeing in physical format. So we appreciate you for that. Um, and we hope you worked, you've worked us into your habits of some sort, listening to us, you know, every Sunday or throughout the week. And I mean, to surmise what we just said, you know, you just want to really find out what your habit loop is going to be, what's triggering you, what your habit's you know, becomes and how you're rewarding self. And within that, you're identifying the habit you want. You know, you're figuring out how does it fit into your schedule. You're finding the discipline to do it. You're working on incremental steps to get there, Um, you know, not making drastic changes in your habits. And you're understanding it's going to take a while to get to this habit built as opposed to it happening overnight. (laughs) 